I love that little howl from Norm. Me he's, too. He's so great. Anyway, welcome to Real Dog Talk with Perfectly Imperfect Pups. Real dogs, real people with real talk. And we are still brought to you by Love is Art because we are in the planning stages of it. And it's our big fundraiser in October. And I am so excited for it. And I'm brought to you with Nicole. I'm brought to you with Nicole. Hey, it works. It works. I mean... I brought you here. I got you. <laughs> you brought me here, apparently. I got you. Uh, maybe I need to wake up a little bit more before we do podcasts or drink a little bit more mimosas <laughs> before we do podcasts, one or the other. Um, but Nicole is with me today, who is actually also planning Love is Art with me. Yes. It's coming together really well. It is. Last year, we did it in three months. Yep. So this year, we have like almost a whole year to plan, which is super exciting. It is. Yeah. It seems so much easier. I think that's the way you're supposed to plan events. (laughs) Like you're you're supposed to like do it a whole year. Yeah. Not three months like we did, but we did it. But we did it. And And it was a great event. Eight thousand. We did. Yeah, for the rescue. That's amazing. Yeah. We haven't set our goal that this year. No. It's coming. So we're in the planning season. I know. Today we're doing a mimosas because, you know, it's the morning. I really, you know, my intention was to be really creative with my drinks, and every single one has been a mimosa or wine. We did, really, we did cranberry margaritas one day. We did. You made them. I need yeah. to get really, I need to get creative with my drinks. So today we're on part three of making it work. And you don't have to listen to the other two to understand what we're talking about. But if you want to go back and listen to them, we're just talking about people who are making it work with their dogs. The last two have been um, around like behavioral issues, anxiety. But Nicole's going to talk today about making it work with a very busy schedule because her schedule is um, insane. Um, and we just want, you know, we want to give people ideas about continuing honoring their commitment to their dog and not just surrendering to the shelter or, um, you know, giving them up when it doesn't work, when their schedules get too big, busy, when they get anxiety, whatever, because we get thousands of requests to take in dogs all the time because they're not making it work. Exactly. And so we just, um, we're hoping really to inspire people. Like maybe they'll hear something and be like, you know, I could do this. Like I could make it work. And that's kind of what we're hoping for. Um, and you know, cause we see them all the time surrendered, um, at the shelter dropped off. I mean, we just got three dogs from the shelter all dropped off at the shelter cause they had too many dogs. Um, they did not make it work and their dogs are hot messes. Um, so like we just were hoping to inspire people. Um, and then there are some dams that surrendering is best. I mean, that's just all there is to it. Um, but hopefully people think about the right way to do that when it comes down to that and that's probably like a whole nother podcast and that we're giving you all the options that you've done everything you could to really understand that maybe surrendering is best but right we're here to help get through some of the other things absolutely so tell us a little bit about um who you have because you just adopted a new one I have three dogs now oh in the three dog household nice. we actually it's spring break for the kids this week and it went to the zoo and normally I'm used to just leaving my two older ones home. Somebody might pop in. But I did text my one of my best friends and was like, hey, can you come let out my three dogs? <laughs> He's like, you have three dogs now. I was like, I do have Sounds three weird, dogs Sounds weird, doesn't now. it? Yes. Someday you can say you have as many as I do. <clears throat> no. No. Okay, cool. Most people don't <laughs> want to do that either. But it is fun. I mean, I've been hanging out here all day and this is 
you know, there is definitely a lot of serotonin going through my body right now. Yeah. Well, not only do I have my crew, but then we also have the puppies yes. here too. And um, in case anybody is wondering, we had an adult sleepover last night. Yes. Because I think everybody should have a sleepover with one of their besties. I agree. Because it's fun. I agree. I don't know why sleepovers especially, just has to be for teenagers and kids. I don't think they do, especially when, you know, your bestie has a thousand dogs and <laughs> puppies and all the things. There's nothing better than fire, wine, and puppies. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it was a fabulous, well-needed night. Yes. So, anyhow. Just the mimosas this morning. Yes. So, tell us about uh, who you have and kind of your insane schedule. Yeah. So... I have two kids and three four-legged kids, and my oldest is 15, and she plays competitive soccer with Courage Academy, so we travel 10 months out of the year for different weekend games, whether it's the other side of Raleigh, we go up as far north as D.C. and Maryland, and then go as far south as Charlotte, sometimes Florida, Uh, we're going to San Diego this summer. And then I have a seven-year-old who has just started baseball. So we have baseball practice twice a week. And then I work full-time. And I do work from home, but I am in the office every now and then. And then my three four-leggeds, I have a six-year-old chocolate lab pit mix. I have a three-year-old Great Dane. And a 12-week-old puppy, because everyone said, get a puppy. It will be so much fun. Get a puppy, they said. It would be fun, they said. Yeah. Well, and on top of you working full-time, you do help run a rescue. Yep. I am our outreach and events director for PIPS. And on the board. And on the board. And part of Love is Art. And foster. Well, you'll probably take a break while you get your pup. Yep. While we're getting everybody accustomed into the house. Although we temp and do transport and all the fun things. Uh, I have the best job in the rescue because I do spend my weekends playing with puppy, drinking beer, checking out all the local breweries, which if you are in Raleigh, there are many. And all of our events, well, not all of them, most of them revolve around beer or wine. Yes. Because there's nothing better than playing with puppies with beer or wine. Exactly. And these the ambiances of some of these breweries out here, like North Carolina is gorgeous. Yeah. So you have beautiful weather, beautiful space, great beer, all the things. And puppies. So, and puppies. Yeah. So, yeah, life is busy, per so se. how, um, I mean, with that busy life, you, you made the choice just recently to adopt a third. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, I love chaos. I know. That's what I was told. <laughs> yeah, you know, don't we all? We run a rescue. We, we love chaos. Exactly. There's never a dull moment in no. my No. Like, never. Mm-mm. So tell me then, um, you know, how do you make that work? Like, what do you do when you go out of town? What do you do when you go in the office? Like, how do you guys make it work? A lot of it is time management. So I do definitely live and breathe by my calendars. Um, for those of you wondering, I have three and they are all color coded. Um, <laughs> and one is handwritten. I'm still very old school. I write a to-do list. Um, I write a lot of things down and I have learned to relish in the quiet moments and find the fun in my 30 minutes going out, running around with the dogs, taking them for a walk. It's actually really good for your mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, working on boundary setting, which was huge. Um, you know, learning with the puppy crate training is a big thing for our house right now. Um, and then just, you know, kind of letting everybody take deep breaths when it gets a little too crazy. Yep. 
And I have an amazing network of people around me. Um, Nicole listens to a lot of my crazy questions, which is always good. Always fun um, questions. <laughs> always fun questions. There was a whole week where all we did was talk about puppy poop. Yes. Because I was very concerned about my puppies and their worms and their poop. Yeah. But. I, I mean, that's a daily talk <laughs> for me with fosters. Like, I get pictures of poop all the time. Like, is this normal? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Great. Uh, at least that's how I want to wake up. Things, but. That's how I like to wake up is pictures <clears throat> of poop on my phone. Yep. Um, you know, my biggest pet peeve is somebody will be like, oh, my God, you're so busy. And yes, I am so busy. But, but you know that. I you don't make, have to be told yeah, that. <laughs> like, I, I am well aware of what that is. Um, we love our dog sitter. Um, you do have of, an amazing dog sitter. We do. All Ears Pet Care. Um, what is it called? All Ears Pet All Care. All Ears, yes. And Megan, another one of our board members uses her as well. Yep. And she is, if you follow her on Instagram, you will see my dogs. You will see our other board members' dogs. Um, and she's about to bottle feed. She is about to bottle feed. And yeah. she is, you know, when we were in the throes of talking about adopting Stout, we reached out to her and was like, hey, this is on our plate. What do you think? Um, because that's a big part of my day. Yeah. I will tell you, I book Megan a year out. Yep. So my calendar runs along soccer season. So it's usually August to the following August. Um, and I do book her out a year in advance. Um, I am a big planner, which is everyone's favorite thing to make fun of me for. But I but think it's important it when you have a busy schedule mm-hmm. with dogs, you have to plan it. If you yep. have a dog sitter, I mean, there's not everybody that's lucky enough to find a good dog sitter because mm-hmm. they're hard to find. So when you find them, there's going to be a yep. fire truck. It's going to get really loud here in a there second. It oh, it's an ambulance. Kai likes to um, howl at the fire truck. Nice. And we have a fire station right around the corner. So like when I always watch him because his howl, he's the goofiest howler ever. He doesn't he doesn't know how to howl, but yet he does it. It's hysterical. Anyway, he side note. He has to match the fire truck. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, I think it's important for people to understand that is that planning, you know, you mm-hmm. can I get people want to do spur of the moment. I want to go out of town today. But when you have dogs, you've got to plan that. And if you don't have, like, I'm lucky enough that I have older kids that stay behind. They don't like to travel. So they stay at the house. So they take care of my dogs. Mm -hmm. So I'm lucky enough to have that. And I think, you know, I mean, it's a dog sitter that stays at your house is expensive. I mean, let's just. It is. Yeah. But um, it's also part of that planning process. Like yes. When we sat down to have the family you, meeting, yep. okay, we're adding in a third dog, or even when we added in Stella a couple years ago, you know, this is what this is going to cost. There's, you know, when we do the budget, it's great teaching the kids too, because then yeah. it's, you know, you have all of these questions and conversations, and um, we do have to budget in dog care. Yeah. And it's not cheap. Um, but again, like Megan's fabulous. We right. worked with Stout and he's a lab mix puppy and he is definitely all lab. <laughs> um, and for the record, my vet did ask if I did the research on the lab because the conversations that we have, he's like, did did you know what you were doing? I was like, I did. Um, it's just a friendly reminder. Yeah. Um, but, you know, she brought all of the toys and all of the puzzles and the things to keep them busy and you know, we did all of our due diligence and, you know, we're still spontaneous. We still jump in the car and, you know, like I said, we went to the zoo on Monday. Not a big adventure, but we still made it yeah. work. Yeah. Um, you know, I watch my dogs working from home. They sleep all day. They don't need me home. No. They enjoy having me home. 
Um, I'm not going to lie. All of my dogs have separation anxiety. It is what it is. It is what it is. Um, we kind of maneuver things. Uh, my great Dane eats at two in the morning because she is free fed and stout enjoys her food as well. So <laughs> we've had to adjust some of those schedules. Um, you know, but again, it's, we make it work. Yeah, it is. I don't, I've had a couple days, you know, I mentioned earlier, like boundary setting and kind of trying to figure out where my time is best spent. Um, I actually read an article the other day about time management and block task blocking versus list making and kind of do a mix of both. Okay. And in my outlook calendar, I do have like take dogs for a walk or step away from your computer. Well, and I think that's important because <clears throat> like you said, it's um, serotonin, but um, you know, they enjoy it and it's a good break for you as well like mm-hmm. to get a walk away from the computer, walk away from the chores, walk away from your life and just get out and take a walk. Mm-hmm. Enjoy the sun, enjoy, you know, my husband won't tell you that right now because he hates the pollen, but you know, know, just go enjoy everything is in bloom right now. It's gorgeous here. But. And so for me, because I live on a busy road, we don't walk, but um, it's, it's, it's weird because I live in the country, but I live on a busy road, um, but I walk the backyard. Mm-hmm. Like I step away from the computer and I walk the backyard yep. and the dogs walk with me. Like they're not on leashes. They're just like, oh, this is great. This is We're great. taking a walk. Um, and so we walk the backyard. So same thing. Um, but it's important. But yeah, I mean, and if you can't afford a dog sitter, then I think it's important. Let me back that up. Let me back that statement up. When you're deciding on whether or not you're adding a first dog, second dog, fifth dog, seventh dog, whatever you're deciding you do your due diligence, which mm-hmm. what you guys did, you sat down, you said, okay, can we afford it? Yep. Um, can we make it work with our schedule? Is our dogs that are on board? Mm-hmm. Um, and you did all your homework. And at the end of all that homework, you said, yep, yep, we're we good. can do this. And Stout is foster number 23 for me. I think it's cute that you still remember how many fosters you I have. I do. <laughs> I have no idea how many fosters I I'm, have. I'm still green in fostering, I guess. But... um that I can kind of go through and count them. And there have been many that should have been, you know, the ones that got away. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people are like, well, why Stout? Why this dog? And I don't truly know the answer to that question. He just fit. And so we kind of just knew. Yeah. It was what it was. That's how all of and, mine ended up you know, here. I wasn't a, intending. No. They just fit. They just fit. And I'm a firm believer in you don't choose your dog. Your dog chooses yeah. you. But you do have to do the due diligence behind it. And, yeah. You know, when I told my boss that I was bringing in a puppy, he's like, you just love chaos. <laughs> and I was like, you know, the busier I am, the more organized I am. Yeah. Which, you know, and we take the dogs with us to soccer sometimes. Um, again, we're lucky we live in the house that we live in. And we have the space that we have. That is something else that we did consider. You know, we live. Do you have the space? Do you have yep. the. Yeah. <clears throat> and, you know, to have 300 pounds of dog in my house at some point, like, you know, that's yeah. a lot of dog. It is a lot and of dog. I don't know how many pounds house, of dog I have here. I have zero clue. It's it's a lot. Yeah. Well, and you then just it saw probably me... amplifies by the amount of hair, too. Oh, so. my gosh. Well, you just saw me feed puppies. <laughs> Fine. It, which is insane. But. Um, yeah, we'll post I mean, that video on Facebook later because it's hilarious. <laughs> they are so funny when they eat. Um, and they're still available for adoption. They are. I'm just going to dig that in there. They are. Um, but yes, I mean, I think that it is so important to do your due diligence. And if you cannot afford a dog sitter or don't have one, then you need to talk with your family before mm-hmm. you're adopting to say, okay, 
I have this trip or I like to go away on this or my kids have this. Are you okay taking my dog? Right. So you have to make sure that like, I know for me, my mom's not comfortable with my crew. Mm-hmm. Um, she'll come over if I'm here, but she's not comfortable walking into my house without me here. I have a lot of dog, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, that's just all there is to it. And so, like, I know that she's not, but Heather is. Yeah. So, like, in an emergency, Heather can come by. Yeah. But I think it's important to set that up before you yep. bring in that dog. Like, what is my game plan when I go on vacation? What's my game plan when I'm in the office? Who is going to walk my dog? Because, like you said, you work from home. But if you are bringing in a, a puppy, you have to have a daytime plan because they're not going to potty train themselves. Nope. And eight hours in a crate is too long. So mm-hmm. how are you going to make that work? And so planning that, and that's part of our adoption process, is what's, mm-hmm. your, what's your plan for during the day? Yep. And it's not that we need everybody to work from home, but we need to know what your plan is. Yep. And I mean, and I go into the office, and I've been in the office a couple of times since I've had Stout. And, you know, it's we figure it out like whether it's somebody to come over or you know thankfully my office isn't that far so maybe I'll run home and let him out at lunch right and you know and I do have the mom guilt of you know when the days that I do go into the office it's like eh, I really would much rather be home so it's more of my guilt than the dog's guilt because right. the, the reality is they're sound asleep yeah they couldn't care less than I'm not there no but they get used to me being there and I yeah. get used to them being there but you know we talk a lot about, you know, the budget and the financial piece and, you know, your family is on board. There's a lot of conversations to be had when you're bringing in a dog. Absolutely. And then, you know, you make it work with the busy schedule. And again, I do have a social life, I promise. I mean, I had a, a grown-up sleepover last night. Yes. Like, we go out, we do things outside of our dogs, outside of our kids, you know. You, the kids are all involved. Um, Stout is actually my youngest's dog. And I say that with air quotes because, you know, a seven-year-old and right. the fun things, you know, Legos typically will take priority over feeding. But Absolutely. he's getting there and he does, you know, it's a great responsibility builder for him too. And, yeah. you know, teaching them their schedule and their time management. Like Nat has to get up early for school. Um, she's up at 530 because she has to make time to feed the dogs. And so she has part of that responsibility as well. And it's teaching her time management. And then, you know, again, we take them with us to practice or, you know, it is Wednesday nights are my quiet night. So Stout does stay home. He doesn't come with us to practice. Um, Stella just depends on the day. And, you know, the other thing too is my oldest dog doesn't like people. Like he's just not a fan. Funny, my oldest so, dog doesn't like people either. No. So we just he's and he's much happier staying home. Yeah, yeah, mine is much happier staying yeah. home. Like if we go in the car, he's like, "Ma, why? Like, yep. why are we going in the car? Where the hell are we going? Can I just stay home, please? Yep, I just want my bed. It's like I just want to stay here and hang out and accepting that that's okay. That's good for your dog. Like Molson does not want to go for walks all the time. Right, he's knowing not a your dog. dog. Yep, knowing your dog and that kind of helps us balance out the schedule and the time too. So, you know, it is, there are days where, you know, we are out and about and it's like, oh crap, we got to go home, let the dogs out. Like it is a, does take up rent your brain. It does. That is what we signed up for. Right. And that's it. Exactly. You're making it work. You, you chose this, you're making it work. You balanced it. You did your homework beforehand. Um, And I think that that is, 
you know, the most important thing out of everything. You know, we talked earlier about behavioral issues and making it work and anxiety and making it work, um, redirection and making it work. Um, and now we are talking about a busy schedule and making it work. And I think for me, I just, I want to see more people honoring their commitment to their dogs. Absolutely. Because you made a commitment, right? Mm -hmm. Like when you chose that dog, whether or not that dog wandered up your driveway in the Mm -hmm. middle of the night or you went to the shelter or you went to a rescue or your friend had puppies, whatever you, however you, this dog came into your life, when you chose to keep that dog, you made a commitment to that dog. Absolutely. You know, a lot of people will get mad at me you know, we'll say constantly that a dog is like having kids. And if y'all could see right now, Huxley's really trying to talk to you. <laughs> but Huxley made his, um, you know, his way into the last podcast as well, like up in the face. He loves, he's a Great Dane and the Great Danes don't know personal space. Not at all. So like he is like up on your grill right now, mm-hmm. like sniffing the microphone. Like, so if you hear any weird sounds, it's, it's Huxley. Just Huxley. Just Huxley. Sorry. Um, but yeah, no, it's, you know, people will get mad because I'll say, you know, dogs are like kids. Having a puppy is no different than having an infant. We were up, you know, in the middle of the night, taking them outside, you know, talking about poop, doing all the things. All the things. And then, you know, watching them kind of grow up and learn their stuff. Yeah. But when you make that commitment, like, you can't just return your kids. You can't just return your dog. Like, Agreed. it's not how it works. It's you not how it the, should work. Correct. Right. You are, you know, you make that commitment and you are adding to your family. At the end of the day, that is the decision you made. And you figure it out as you go. Absolutely. And, you know, when you get to that point and you've exhausted the training efforts and all the things, and if surrendering is what's best for you, do your research where you're surrendering to. Absolutely, 100%. You know, it's, you want what's best for your dog at the end of the day. And, you know, we do everything we can to make it work. And, you know, when we have issues in the house, there's dog fights. You know, we bring in fosters. And my older dog is like, screw this. And he just goes and (laughs) hides for a couple of hours. But you just figure it out. Yep. And And, and you're right. Do your research. If if it is, if it's just not going to work, do your research before you, you know, I mean, County shelters are fabulous. I mean, we work with some of the best people that work with county shelters, but they are, a, they, if at the end of the day, if they're full, dogs mm-hmm. are getting euthanized, unfortunately. Right. And shelters are um, so full right now. Rescues are so full right now. So, um, but giving them away on Craigslist is not the best no. thing either. So, is there a Craigslist anymore? I don't even know. I don't know. I, I mean, there's... I, I assume so. I, I don't assume know if people so. I don't use know. it as much. But, but like giving your dog away that way is not the right way to do it. And there are websites on like how to rehome your dog properly, how to, but you have to also remember that you're handing your problem off to somebody else. So if your dog is high behavioral issue, is the person that you're handing that dog to going to deal with that or are they going to rehome it in a month as well? Right. So like, what are you setting your dog up for? Right. So, well, I appreciate you here today. Oh, thanks for having I mean, me. You know, you were here this morning anyway, so exactly. it just made sense it to do a podcast. <laughs> exactly. I love doing your podcasts. Um, I think they are fantastic and they're fun. Hopefully somebody learned something from us today. And, you know, if leaving people with a parting anything is, you know, 
we're sitting in a room and there's four dogs in here right now. And there aren't five when five. the puppies are sleeping too. And they're literally all sleeping. All sleeping. So know that your dog is not losing out on anything when you have to go back to the office. Right. Or if you're out for the day, they're still going to be just as excited when you get home. Yep. And you are doing nothing wrong by going and, you know, leaving your dogs at home during the day. It's yep. okay. It's okay. And there's, you know, people want to help. Yeah. So utilize that, you know, reach out to us. Like, we're happy to help answer questions. If Absolutely. we are a rescue that will take in dogs, but at the same token, like, if you have a significant question or you need help, odds are one of us have seen it. So reach out. We're happy to help. And Always. It's one less dog we can take in and keep that family intact, we're happy to help with that. Yeah. I mean, that's our goal at the end of the day is always to keep the dogs or the owners and how can we make it work. And sometimes when we get those intake requests and we chat with that owner and hear the situation, sometimes it is best to surrender. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes it's like, wait, like, could we? And we've we've made a lot of dogs work in situations by offering advice and resources and that kind of stuff. And, um, you know, hey, call this person. This is a great trainer. This is this. Um, we have a great dog sitter that can just come to your house. Like all of these, you know, great um, resources because we've been in it. Mm-hmm. Not only personally, but also within the rescue. So, um, you know, I think that for me, you know, part of the podcast is education and, um, you know, this is how we do it. Like we talk to people about that and hopefully we can, hopefully somebody listens to it and goes, you know, if they can make it work, maybe I can. And they come up with ideas because sometimes you just have to sit down and like step out of yourself for a minute Mm -hmm. and think about that. And what can I do differently to make this situation work? Exactly. So thanks for being here. So um, next we're going to tackle a very controversial subject. Um, But I think it's important to talk about, and I don't think it's going to be a one-parter. I think it's going to be a several-parter, and it's kind of following up on this. Um, And it is behavioral euthanasia. Nobody wants to talk about it. Um, Some people don't even want to hear about it, and that's fine. If you don't want to talk about it and you don't want to hear about it, don't listen, right? Like, walk away. Um, uh, Keep scrolling. Don't listen to that episode, whatever. But I hope that some people do because there are, just like some people are not meant to be on this earth, there are some dogs Mm -hmm. that are not meant to be on this earth. And with people, we have a lovely prison system Mm -hmm. when they are violent and cannot be um, safe around people, but we don't have that with dogs. No. Um, and some people can make that work. And then there are some times that it's just better for that dog to let them go. Right. And so next episode, we're going to be talking a lot about behavioral euthanasia, hearing some stories about it. Like I said, I think it's going to be a couple of parts. But if you have dealt with behavioral euthanasia, I would really love to hear from you. I would love to hear your story. You don't have to be on the podcast. If you want to just share your story, we can keep it anonymous. If you want to talk about it, I would love to have you on the podcast to talk about it. Um, There's a form on our website 
It's pipsrescue.org forward slash real dog talk. If you just um, search perfectly imperfect pups, we have a link right on there for real dog talk. And there's a form on there that you can fill out. And um, I just, I would love to hear from you about um, your opinion on it. Um, and if you've ever dealt with it and, um, you know, be respectful, that's what I'm going to ask for because there are, it it can trigger a lot of, um, emotions. Absolutely. Um, and I want to talk about it respectfully on both sides of the, Mm -hmm. you know, the the aisle here. Um, and so we would love to hear from you about this, but, um, yeah. So thanks for coming on this journey with us today. Subscribe on your favorite place to listen to podcasts and we will talk with you soon.